We are now for the last year and a half. We've lived in a time of unsurmountable uh, challenges. We've lived in a time of uncertainty. Uh, we found ourselves in a position where we didn't even have our loved ones to talk to about our challenges because the season separated us. Many of our loved ones went into hospitals and nursing homes and we were not able to visit them. Many, many people died. There was death all around us this last year and a half. Many people lost jobs. People had economical uncertainties. We also had the rise in the midst of all of that, a racial discord. So I would say that we are living in a time of many challenges. And the thing about the challenge is that when we size ourselves up to the challenge, we seem as if the challenge cannot be defeated. It seems as if we have come into a time whereby our hands are tied. Some of us seem as though we are fighting an invisible enemy uh, because as soon as we think that we have it linked this way, it seems to show up this way. So we are faced in a time and then in our personal lives, we find ourselves facing challenges because that's a part of life. That's a part of development. You will come into challenges. Jesus said in this life, mm -hmm, you will have tribulation. He tells us do not fool yourself because you are a believer that you will not come up against any hard times. We are told now we know that there has been a false belief that has told us because we are believers that we're never going to experience anything because we are believers that we're going to always live life grand. But we've come to find that that is not the truth. For the Bible tells us that we will face tribulations. So as I began to look at this story with this young man by the name of David, who was incidentally 17 years old at this time, he has been summoned by his father to go and to meet his brothers who are part of the warriors who are fighting against the Philistines. Go and give them something to eat. The Bible tells us that when David reaches there, he hears, he hears, like we say in Brooklyn, the wolf tickets, uh-huh, being sold by the Philistine giant. And David declares, who is this, uh-huh, that would make that make such a bold statement? Who is this that will come up against us? For we are the children of God. I came to tell you this morning that, yes, insurmountable challenges challenges will come, but because of who we are, uh -huh, we have the ability to not be afraid. David makes the statement, I have what is necessary uh -huh, to be able to conquer this Philistine giant. I want to talk to you this morning just to give you a couple of steps to let you know that when insurmountable challenges are facing you, one of the first things that David teaches us that we have to do, we have to face it head on. Mm -hmm. we, we cannot run from it. We cannot take down from it. We cannot allow fear to replace 
faith. We've come to understand that fear operates just like faith. So Job teaches us that which we fear will come upon us. A lot of times we're not able to get through our challenges in a hmm, small amount of time because we allow fear to come up. We allow our own self-assessment of inadequacy to be our mirror per se. But David teaches us, face it head on. Uh-huh. Don't run from it. Know that if it comes to you, uh-huh, you have been given the ability to go through it. It comes to you so that you can go what? Through it. So David, as he hears this Philistine giant talking about defying the armies of Israel, he makes a declaration not only to his brothers, not only to the soldiers, but to the king himself, David makes the declaration, I will go mm -hmm, and I'll fight this Philistine giant. So David approaches it. The other thing David shows us is that when David tells Saul, the king, that he will face the giant, Saul gives David some ammunition. Mm -hmm. Saul tells David, all right, I'm going to let you go since David was able to convince him. He says, but listen, take this with you. The next thing that I saw that David was teaching us is that when your challenges and when your situations come into your life, do not rely on someone else. <laughs> he teaches us that when challenges come and we face them head on, we cannot rely on other people. We cannot rely on something else. When challenges come our way, we have got to know who we are. And so David lets Saul know, well, uh, that, that type of prayer might work for you. Come on, somebody. He lets Saul know that that fasting process might work for you. He lets him know that laying on the floor might work for you. But that's not what I'm going to use. David knows who he is. When you are facing challenges, you've got to know who you are. You've got to know what works for you. Everything doesn't work for everybody. We're living in a time where we have a patent thing for everybody. Everything doesn't work for everybody. So you've got to know, first of all, who you are. I'm facing this giant head on. I've got this situation. I've got this challenge. I'm not going to run from it, but I've got to know, like the prophet asked the woman, what do I have in my house? What do I have in my possession? What do I have in my life that is capable of measuring up to this particular challenge? So what I got to do? I got to take an assessment. I got to take an assessment not only of the challenge, but of myself. And what I like what David did, David he made an assessment by realizing his previous skills. David said, listen, let me tell you something. Anybody with me? In a verse 34, David said, listen, I keep my father's sheep. 
Mm -hmm. And then the lion and the bear came to me. And when the lion and the bear came to me, I slew the lion and I slew the bear. What you have to know is that what lies within you that has worked before will work again. Huh? Is anybody in church today? You've got to understand. You've got to be not be despondent. You've got to be able to stroll down memory lane and remember what? I've come up against some stuff greater than you. Mm -hmm. Anybody in church today, you've got to realize that God is ever present. He's the presence that's never absent. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and when? Forevermore. So therefore, if he has ever blessed you, if he has ever helped you, if he has ever saw you through, guess what? He's going to do it again. And so David didn't rely upon somebody else's ability or somebody else's information or somebody else's suggestion. David didn't even allow the fear of the whole entire army uh-huh to move him David was not moved he was not judged by outer appearances David knew who he was on the inside of him and not only did he know who he was he knew that God was always with him he knew that if God gave him the ability to slay the lion and the bear that this Philistine giant was as a gnat is anybody in the church today I have found that people a lot of people who have lost their job and I begin to remind them, who took care of you before you got that job? I came to tell you today that God is still on the scene. No matter what your challenge is, God is able. huh? Somebody need to know that he's able today. And you also have to know that he is what? He is with you. Uh -huh. Jesus says to us that we are seated in him. And if we are seated in him, then the victories that he has is seated in us. If he is seated in, in, in us, then the power that he has, we have that power. We've just got to turn to the power. We have just got to know that what? In and of my natural self. Mm -hmm. I can't do too much, but guess what? I can and will do all things. Talk to me. Through Christ, that strengthens me. Oftentimes, what happens to us is that we fall into a state of forgetfulness. When challenges come upon us, when trials and tribulations, we forget. We forget who we are. We forget who God is. We forget those what? Those many battles that we have already. Mm. We have already overcame. But David, as he began to what? Face it head on. He began to turn away from the outer things that were being suggested and trying to motivate him. He began to rise up in Christ in him. The Bible tells us that Christ in you, where? In you, is your hope of glory. I can't rely on the Christ in somebody else. It's nice that you'll pray for me. It's nice that we can touch and agree. It's nice that we are prayer partners, but I cannot rely. It's nice that 
good pastor will get up on every Sunday and, and remind us the word of God. But I cannot rely on that when I'm faced with personal challenges. Come on, somebody. I've got to know that Christ in me, Wazy, in me is my hope of glory. So I've got to know how to turn to the Christ. I've got to know that when challenges present themselves, that I cannot face them with a state of despondency. You see, beloveds, every physical or natural manifestation or expression in our lives has with it a corresponding belief. Mm -hmm. And that belief is either negative or positive. And the Bible teaches us, be it done unto you according to what you believe. Mm -hmm. Not what I believe, not what somebody else believes, but what you believe. And not just what you believe out in the air, but what do you believe about yourself in this challenge? You got to get that today. You know, we believe God and the Bible say and the devils do also. But you've got to believe God in you that is able for this particular challenge. And so we understand that there is a corresponding belief. And that corresponding belief that we have about it will determine how it will affect you. The way you respond to your challenge determines the outcome. Your thoughts, your beliefs are what? They are the watchmen. The Bible says that the watchmen, mm -hmm, the watchmen will work in vain if they're not on the wall. What are watchmen? Watchmen are your thoughts. Come on, talk to me. What are the watchmen? The watchmen are the things that you are thinking about. I often tell people you don't need to just think, but you need to think about mm -hmm, what you're thinking about. What are you thinking about while this situation is going on? What are you thinking about while you're going through this challenge? What are your thoughts? Because your thoughts will become your things. What goes in your eye gate and your ear gate goes in your heart. And the Bible says out of the heart, which is the belief center, becomes what? The issues of life. So you come upon a challenge and whether or not you overcome it or whether or not you remain there depends upon the watchman, come on, talk to me, that you got sitting on your wall and that is the wall of your heart. And if the watchman on the wall is positive, mm, 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 mm. you will be able to overcome. So here we see David. What did David do? David responded to the battle with a positive outlook. David didn't get caught up in the natural. He had a faith-filled belief system. He had this faith-filled belief system that he had been developing within himself as he began to move along in life. You see, what happens to us, beloved, is that we wait until the challenge comes, <laughs> and then we begin to develop <laughs> our belief system. We've got to be developing a positive belief system all the time. We've got to live in that place. We've got to live in a I can and I know that I can do all the time. And so when we learn to live in that place, when challenges come, we're already ready for it. David had been building this up from a little boy. From the time that they called him out of the, the sheep uh, field and called him what? Him the next king. What I like about David 
believe it. To, and this blew me away, Elder, is that David was able to operate because David knew there was a king in him. Anybody in church today? Even though he hadn't taken the position of king, there was a king already in him. I came to tell you today there's a king sitting in the inside of you. And even though it might not be your turn to take the throne, my, 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 the king is sitting on the inside of you. So David had developed this kingly attitude. Even at a young age, he reminded himself of previous victories. He reminded everyone of the faithfulness of God. Don't forget who we are, David said. Don't forget who we belong to, David said. Don't forget who's sitting on the inside of us. And so I want to encourage you today in the midst of this season of uncertainty and tumultuous time, begin to develop a positive fortress. Mm -hmm. Begin to develop a fortress of positive faith. And you do, you do that by beginning to let your focused thoughts be positive thoughts. Begin to do that. Judge not by the what? The appearance. It doesn't matter what it looked like. For they tell me in the book of Genesis that God does his best work in nothing. Come on, talk to me. For they tell me that he stepped out on nothing. Mm -mm 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 -mm. And he spoke to it and it became so something. And so when you have the God kind of faith, people talk about faith, but you got to have the God kind of faith. What's the God kind of faith? The faith that operates like God. Mm -hmm. You got to have the God kind of faith. You got to be the ambassador of Christ in the earth realm. You are the only God that people going to ever see. So you've got to step out on nothing. You've got to step on that which looks as if it's not and speak it. What they say, call those things that be not as though they were. You've got to use the God kind of faith. You've got to begin to develop a fortress of positive faith as you build upon God and God's word. You've got to have a foundation. The foundation must be the truth. What is your foundation built on today? For we say, and we'll know the truth. And the truth will do what? Come on, I got some Bible scholars. The truth will do what? But I came to tell you today, truth not going to do nothing for you if you don't use it. Talk to me. It's the truth that you know. huh? It's the truth that you enact. It's the truth that you operate that sets you free. Truth just sitting up on the shelf not going to do nothing for you. Y'all ain't talking to me today. Just because you got 10 Bibles don't mean you know anything. Just because you go to church don't mean you have God. Y'all don't want to talk to me. You, just because you preach don't mean a thing because I teach my leaders parrots can preach. Uh -huh. And parrots can speak in tongues. You could tell them ta-ta-ta-ta-ta and the parrot going to say ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. I say it's the truth that you know. That's what sets you free. And so what is knowing? Knowing is being. So the Bible teaches us that Jesus Christ came, and he came as what? He came as Emmanuel. What is Emmanuel? God with us. Talk to me. Do you know that God is with you? I said, do you know that God is with you? You see, during this season of challenges and insurmountable problems and trials and tribulations, guess what they did, y'all? They shut down the churches. Ain't nobody up in here today. And a few and a few opened them back up like this one. But for the most part, the churches were shut down. So I want to know, has your church shut down? 
because the door closed. I need to know that has your relationship with God been put up on the shelf and put on hold, huh? Talk to me. I want to know if your relationship with God is being affected by a pandemic. I said it's the truth that you know. I said it's the truth that you know. It's the truth that you are. It's the truth that you be, regardless of the props, regardless of the outer condition, regardless of what the situation is saying on the outside of you. Do you know? Do you know in the face of cancer that he was what? Wounded. <laughs> what was he wounded for? Your transgression. Y'all ain't talking to me. What was he bruised for? Your iniquities. And what else happened? And the chastisement. Y'all not talking to me. Uh-huh. And by his stripes. Tell me what happened. You were healed. I said, when cancer come, do you know that? I, I, I want you to know that uh, when they say that your heart is not operating, do you know that he who creates hearts can create hearts? Do you know that as long as there's life in the body, there's life in the body? Oh, y'all not talking to me. Do you know that when the money looks funny, that it's just in circulation? Do you know that he is your Jehovah Jireh? My, my, my. And that he will provide. Do you know that? Do you know that when things are going wrong and going rough, that greater is who? Where is he? Where is he? No, he not eating the church. I said, where is he? Uh, than he that is where in this situation so I can be like David I can I can get together because I know who I am I'm almost finished so I'm gonna begin to build on my what most holy faith this then prepares me to meet any challenge whenever it comes no matter how large it may appear to be no matter how small I might look to it Come on, somebody. Bullies are all around. Folk bullying you all the time. You go to stand online, somebody bullying you to get in front of you. People just bullying you. You're on the job. You're trying to do the best you can. Somebody bullying you to take your job. Y'all not with me. Somebody bullying you to take your man. Somebody bullying you to take your money. Somebody bullying. There are bullies all over the place. But you've got to know who you are. Building up on your faith creates a new blueprint, a new blueprint in your mind because you got to know that if God brought me to it, it's so that he can bring me through it. Y'all didn't hear me. I said if he brought me to it, uh-huh, he's going to bring me through it because my Bible teaches me that Satan was walking around one day. You know, little brother, he was hanging out looking for some folks to see who can mess with. And God said, what you doing? He said, I'm looking for somebody who I can mess with. God said, well, look at here. What about Job? Why don't you go over there and mess with Job? And, and, and Satan said, oh, man, I can't mess with Job. You know you got him all tied up. Come on, you know you got him locked down. You know you got him protected. God said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to let you mess with him for a while. What am I saying? It can't even come to you if God don't allow it. Oh, my God. So he brought you to it so he can bring you through it. I look at it sometimes as an exercise in my faith. God is stretching and developing because what did I say? There's a king in me. I won't know that the king is in me unless I am faced with some kingly decisions that I have to make. You won't know who you are until you are faced 
with the challenges that causes you to grow and causes you to develop. Oh, I am so excited today. When I have challenges, I get excited. People say, girl, you crazy. The more, the more challenges I have, the more excited I get because I know, first of all, I must be doing something. My, 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 I had some little challenges since I came here this week, and I told my cousin, I said, that number some gatekeepers. Ah, y'all ain't talking to me. That's some marshals in the city saying, girl, what you doing here? We don't want you up in here, up in here, huh? We don't want you coming in here with that Holy Ghost. We don't want you coming in here with that anointing. There's some gatekeepers that you have to come up against. Every time you grow, every time you go into a new territory, every time you go a little higher. But when you study God's word and you get the understanding, you then what? You can face that challenge. Oh, I know who you are. I know why you're here. And David said, I understand because there's something on the other side of this valley that belongs to the children of God. And I've got to face this giant so I can get what belongs to me. I came to tell somebody this morning, you've got to face that giant so that you can get what belongs to you. You know what else I found out? I found out that giants are not always, Pastor and I had a little lunch on Thursday and I was telling him this, giants are not always outside of us. Baby, we got some giants inside of us. We got some stuff inside of us that stops us from doing, being, having, going and getting. You know, back in the day, you know, I always did this. This is how I always operate. Come on, talk to me. You know, this is always, honey, I've always been like this. And my question is, how's that working out for you? You've always been like that. You've always done that. You've always, see, we got some giants on the inside of us uh -huh, that need to come down. We got some things because, see, there's a king in us that is trying to come forth. But we got this giant. I always did this. I always act like this. I always went here. I always, and that giant in you is stopping you from becoming who God wants you to become. Stopping you from being all that you could be. See, you got a glimpse of who you could be. And you, you know, in and of your own strength, you're trying to make it happen. But every time you get to a certain place, it fails. Because that giant jumps up. Uh, I teach that it is a part of your soul consciousness. That which lies in the soul. The Bible says that, what? The spirit was born again. The body was purchased. But it's the soul that has to be redeemed. And the soul is the mind, the will, and the emotion. What I think, what I feel, and what I want. Y'all better talk to me today. And so God has already got a plan for you, David. You're already going to be king, but you got some stuff in that soul that you've got to work out. You got a giant that keeps jumping up, and we've got to take you through some challenges. Mm -hmm. So you can get rid of that giant. I'm almost there. So David began to what? Develop a new blueprint in his mind so it can bring about a mental what? Transformation. Romans 12 tells us what? Be ye what? Transformed by the renewing of our mind. And when you flip it, it says when your mind is renewed, you are transformed. Can you see that? When your mind is renewed, then you are what? You're transformed. And transformation will cause you to transcend your current reality. It will bring about a change where? First in you. 
first in you. Identification. Identification. When you know who you are, you know when you, you're going in a building and you have an identification card, what does that give you? It gives you access. Identification gives you access. See, you have within you everything that you need, but you just don't have access because you're not carrying the right identification card. So now this transformation of information does what? It gives you the identification card, which will grant you what? Access. I'm almost finished. David knew his identity in God. So look what he said. He said, man, you come to me with all that crap. 126 pounds of ammunition. So much ammunition, you got somebody walking in front of you carrying it. Huh? You 10 feet tall. And I'm 17 years old. But baby, let me tell you, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. Not by power, not by might, but by the Spirit. I'm coming because I got an identification card that has granted me access to what? All power. Anybody up in here? All power. God is not only omnipresent, he's omnipotent. How much power? All power. Now I got all power. And so now that I have access to all power, I know that I can do greater things. Greater things than this I can do. And so as David approached this Goliath, people say that it was five stones and a sling. But if you read it with understanding, that is not what he slew the giant with. He slew the giant with the name of the Lord. Y'all better talk to me. He could have had five stones in a sling and came as David, and that giant would have beat him down. Y'all ain't talking to me. He said, I come to you. He didn't say, I come to you with a slingshot. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And I want you to know today that name in the Bible means nature. So I come in the nature. I don't come in David. I come in my God self. Anybody talking to me today? I don't come in David. I come in the spirit. I don't come in David. I come in the Holy Ghost. I don't come in David. I come in the all-powerful one that sits on the inside of me. And right about now, I'm turning away from you. I'm turning away from me. And I'm turning to it. And I know that you are not capable to defy my God. You can defy me, but you're not capable of defying my God. Anybody got a challenge up in here today? I came to tell you whether it's health, whether it's wealth, whether it's relationship, whether it's economics, whether it's you're going through some habitual situations. I want you to know that nothing is greater than the God you got on the inside of you. There is no outer authority greater than the authority you already have. I said you all 
ready half. It's lying dormant because you're not pulling on it. It's lying dormant because you're not realizing, recognizing, and coming into a conscious awareness of who you are. But I came today to let you know, hallelujah, who you are. Knowing who you are and who you are makes you an ambassador. Then you can act. So David said, I'm not only just doing it for me, I'm doing it for my people. Anybody in the church today? God got a greater plan. This king in me is not just about me. This king in you is not just about you. That which God has blessed you with is not just for you, baby. Huh? It is for you and everybody else around you. Huh? It is time, God said, that you stop crying. People are going through all kinds of mental anguish and depression and all kinds of stuff because we're going through a pandemic. And the truth of the matter is, if you look around, people are really faring better than they was even before the pandemic. But they have gotten afraid of words. Come on, semantics and the news and the CNN and 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 the CDC has got people frightened. But I hear God saying, "My people, huh? Oh, my people, my people, my people." Oh, Paul said, "What in Romans? What can we say to these things?" I love it. I love it. I love it. He said, "What can we say to these things? If God be for us, who?" Are y'all with me? Who can be against us? Huh? Who? Who can lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It's God that justifies. Who can separate us? Y'all, not here. He said, I like it. Tribulation? Mm-mm. Distress? Mm-mm. Persecution? Mm-mm. Famine? Mm-mm. Nakedness, mm-mm. Peril, mm-mm. Sword, mm-mm. Come on, somebody. In all these things, we are more than. I got some more than up in here today. We are more than a conqueror. We're not just conquerors. We are more than. Y'all not here. Y'all not here. We are more than conquerors through him that loves us. So what does that do? That causes me to be like David. I'm poised. I'm positioned. I am in a state of knowing. What do I know? What do I know? Y'all gonna help me? Neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor whatever is happening, nor whatever is going to happen. No height, no depth, nor any other creature can separate me from the love of God, which is the power that I have on the inside of me. I came to tell you today that Christ in you has already equipped you with all that you need to face any giant and not just face it but win you are already victorious no matter how small how little equipped you look no matter how great it looks I came to tell you all you got to do is know that greater is he in me in me in me somebody need to point to themselves and say in me in me sometimes the giant or the challenge causes you to stutter, okay? But Luke 16 and 13 says, no man can serve two masters. Either he's going to hate one and love the other, or he's going to be devoted to one and despise the other. 
And I put it this way, two things cannot stand in the same space at the same time. Anybody with me? James 1 and 8 says, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That indicates that you have a divided interest. You are wavering between two opinions. I came to tell you like Joshua 24 and 15, choose this day. Mm-hmm. whom you gonna serve choose this day what side you gonna be on you gonna be on this side serving the Philistines or you gonna be on this side as a child of God are you gonna know who you are David had confidence he says in Psalm 124 and 2 if it had not been Hmm. The Lord, who was on my side, when men rose up against us, he said, our help is in the name, don't forget that, y'all, in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. What did I say the name was? The nature. That's why he said, you have power to come in the name. How are you going to do it? I'm going to do it in the name. And the name gives me what action. The name gives me what? Identification. When I speak the name, I'm identifying with God. I'm identifying with my Christ self. I'm putting my human self on the shelf for a minute. Y'all not with me. And I'm identifying with the Christ in me. His weapon was his identity. His weapon was his identity. Proverbs 8 and 10 says... The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run in, and what happens to them? They are safe. Beloved, during these tumultuous times of uncertainty, you can become more than a conqueror, an overcomer, regardless of what Goliath shows himself. Jesus said, in this life, I can't promise you, if I stand up here and say that, I'll be a lying prophet. I can't promise you, you ain't going to go through nothing. can't promise you nobody ain't going to get on your last nerve. can't promise you, you ain't going to face some giants, some Jezebels and all kinds of stuff. Come on, somebody. But what I can promise you, he said, in this life, you shall have tribulations. He said, but what? Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. John 16 and 33. I have. I have overcome. I have overcome the world. And I want you to know, the Bible said, they that are in Christ has put on Christ. So if you have put on Christ, and if he has overcome, guess what? You have overcome. Not going to. Have. Overcome. I see you coming with your sling and coming with your big armor. But I'm coming. In the name of the Lord. And the name of the Lord is my weapon. It's a strong tower. And they can close the churches. I told a little cousin yesterday. I said, we better read the Bible. He didn't only say they're going to close the churches. He said, they're going to take your Bible from you. Y'all want to believe the part of the Bible that you want to believe. 
You better believe the whole thing. They're going to take your word from you after a while. And guess what? You better have it in here. You better have it in here. You better know. Not know that you know. Know what you know. Know what you know. So we all face challenges. But we have to recenter ourselves and remember who we are. Who we are.